This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast with Brian and Kim Walker. Today, my special guest is going to be Kim. I just found out about this, y'all. Recently, in a couple of our episodes, we've talked about uh, things like going to Chamber of Commerce events and B&I groups and hosting events in your shop and all of that. And I was thinking about it, and there's probably a lot of shop owners out there that would be interested in doing this, but they don't necessarily know what to do at events like this. You, being the queen of connections, you know a little bit about this. Since you knew we were going to talk about this, I don't know why I don't have a crown today. You should have for one. For those watching. She is the queen of connections. Today, I'm going to be the host. <laughs> She's going to be the guest because I don't network. <laughs> no, you don't. I go to these events. I find myself a corner. I break every rule of etiquette. But Kim is a master at this. And we're going to talk to her today about some of the things that you should and should not be doing at networking events. Well, they say opposites attract, so... It makes sense. We balance each other out. Yeah. So, all right, Kim, let's just go on and get started on this. Why would a shop owner want to go to a networking event? For me, every event is both a personal event and a business event, no matter where I go. And if it's more of a personal event, I'm not turning it into a business. But think people ask, you know, if you're at a social event, they're going to ask you, you know, what do you do? So you need to always be ready for that kind of thing. So When I first started doing this for our shop, I went to events because I needed two things. One, I needed to get to know people in our community, but I also needed them to get to know us. I think that's probably, I mean, the main point of it. Obviously, in the end, you're there for business, but there's a very specific way about doing it and not doing it. You know, let's just start from the beginning. Someone is going to go to a networking event. A shop owner is going to go to their first networking event. What are some of the things that they need to consider when preparing for going to that event? Well, I think the first thing that's important is for you to become super familiar with the event itself. Seriously, like look at past events. You know, what are you expecting when you get there? So I will often go look at pictures of that event from the past if it's an event that has is reoccurring. Right. Where would they find pictures like that? Well, obviously, social media, maybe the businesses website but for sure social media. Most businesses should anyway, when they have a lot of photos to post for an event, I would imagine they're putting them in a photo album. So when you go to Facebook, you can look at the photo albums. And you know, even if it's as simple as a chamber business after hours, if it's vision, if it's ASTE, if it's Apex, whatever, there are a ton of pictures. So familiarize yourself with it before you get there. You, of course, need to kind of bring yourself to the event prepared So business cards. The funny thing about business cards is it's 2022. Everything is digital. So we have business cards, but I honestly don't remember the last time I seriously handed one out. But what I have done is, and this is actually thanks to Chris Cotton. I don't even know if you know about this, but Chris told me about Hi Hello, which is an app where you can go and create a really super cool digital business card. And so just like people are digitally transferring their PayPal or their Venmo QR code kind of thing, it's a way to digitally send your contact and it adds it right into their phone. So if you are old fashioned, 
paper business card, great. Go to the event with it, be prepared. If not, if you'd rather just have something on your phone ready to, you literally open it and people scan it and it adds your contact to them. So have that ready. When you get there, usually there's name tags available. You want to have a name tag on so that people have a way to communicate with you by name when they walk up. And also like me, I'm terrible, terrible with names. I cannot remember people's names, even though I might have met you three or four times. So when you have a name tag on and you walk up to someone, they're not having to struggle. And then there's also the awkward, you know, we're together, you and I are together in an event. We just know because we've communicated this, that if I don't introduce you to someone, you know, like people will introduce themselves. And I'm going to give you all a little trick. All right. And I'm learning to get better at this is that when somebody tells you their name to say their name back to them, if you can do that a couple of times within the conversation, that name will stick with you. Hopefully. Now, now you're talking about the name tag. So at the event, they're going to have like the little paper sticky name tags. Yes. Is that really what you want? No, that's what I was, I was getting to. So I always like to have my own name tag. You can get them. They're cheap and get your logo on it, get it colored, get it brand, you know, your brand, all that kind of stuff. So I like to go with my own name tag. But if you go to an event, what I was getting at with the name tag is put your name on there, put your business name on there, but it is important to put it on the side of your shoulder that when you shake hands, people's eyes are going to follow their hand up and that's where your name tag needs to be. So I walk in, shake hands, and I see your name tag right now. I'm not having to turn my head and look to the other side of you. So it's important to have it in the right place. So there's two things about that name tag. Go with your own, if that's what you were getting at, Mm -hmm. but also where you place it on your shoulder so it's not awkward. Also, probably this item is already going to be on your person, but having your calendar handy because sometimes you'll meet someone and you want to immediately schedule something. So having your calendar right there, easy to access. And for me, it's right here on my phone. That's super easy. So those are some of the things that I would say ahead of time. But even I will tell you that you will stand out. Lots of people do not do this, but know who's going to be there ahead of time if you can. So if it's an event where people are registering on Facebook and they're saying, I'm going, go look at the list of who's going and familiarize yourself so that when you get there, you're like, oh, I saw you on Facebook. Hey, it's nice to meet you. And you can engage in conversation with them that way. But also on these apps for events like Vision, I'm not sure if ASTE does it or Apex. I know Vision does. And I feel like the Institute has an app that allows you to do this for events. But any of these big events, if they have an app and you'll have to catch the email that comes out and says, hey, the app is ready, go set up your profile, go put your picture in there, go put your contact information, go put a brief little sentence about who you are, and then go through and look at the list of people that are creating their profiles and start engaging with them before. There have been times where I go to an event And I already have lunch scheduled or dinner scheduled with someone that's going to be at that event. She's not lying, y'all. She will schedule every minute (laughs) of every day during these events. We'll go to one of these events. It'll be a week-long event. There's not five minutes of downtime. But you know what? It works. I just have to deal with it. Take it from the expert over there, not from me. (laughs) 
I'm like, we paid money to be here. I'm not going to stay in the room. I'm not going to go sit in the corner. Let's talk to some people. (laughs) (laughs) I love talking about sponsors of the podcast who have already worked with and who have used before. So today, I'm super excited to talk to you about RepairPal, which, if you didn't know, will introduce your shop to new customers through RepairPal.com, the largest site for auto repair, and through the recommendation of their partners like USAA, CarMax, and Consumer Reports. Our shop was in RepairPal's certified network, and it was great for getting new customers who were looking for more than just oil changes. The average RepairPal customer spends over $600 on their first visit. I loved it, especially because we all know that consumers still mistrust repair shops. But the millions of customers that visit RepairPal.com monthly, they trust RepairPal certified shops for their high quality and great service. And there's no fear about being overcharged. So we were able to just focus on the repair. I highly recommend you check them out. It's the way to grow your business. Go to RepairPal.com forward slash shops, get one month of service free, and save $150 off certification. All right, so you're at the event. How do you stand out? How do you be the person that, you know, without being annoying or without breaking the rules of etiquette, how do you be the person that everyone notices? Well, first of all, I don't know if I'm not annoying, so I don't know if what I'm going to say fits that <laughs> description. I might, <laughs> I might be annoying. I'm probably annoying you. For me, I don't know where I picked up on this, but remember how I was saying get to know the event before you get there? That's because I like to pretend like I'm one of the hosts, right? It's like being a greeter at church. People come in that are, maybe it's their first time, they're uncomfortable and they're like, I don't know where the bathroom is. Well, I'm a greeter. I'm one of the hosts here. Let me show you where to go. It's funny when you're not the host and I'm not telling you to be the host. You're just one of them. Yeah, like you don't want to go in there and overshadow the person who is putting on the event. Let's not take over, but- For some reason, other people notice that and they start thinking that you kind of know what the lay of the land is and that sort of thing. So I think that's one thing is go in and be hospitable. That's probably easy for me too because I'm from the South and that's, we were raised that way, you know, come on in. And, And so I think standing out is one about being confident and it's putting yourself in the place of being like a host, but also anticipating needs and helping people and just being friendly. And it's hard because it just happens for me naturally. I just do it. I got the nickname Queen of Connections and I hated it and I didn't want it. I tried to get rid of it. Well, no, you, I mean, you have really good information there. Be the host. When people get there, you greet them, Yeah. you know, help them if there's something that they need help with. So, you know, that's great. Now, One of the things that I did not realize is that there are rules to networking and some of them are, I guess, unwritten rules, but the people that network, they know these rules. Talk a little bit about that. What are some of the rules of networking that someone who is brand new to this just wouldn't know? It kind of goes back to my first networking experience. I learned it the hard way, although it was kind of perfect because the guy I was talking to was new as well. So it was perfect for both of us. But monopolizing someone's time, you're kind of, you really need to go into these with an idea of, you know, if it's a local event and it's a business after hours, uh, it's, you know, a two hour event, maybe go into it and say, I want to leave here having met two people I've never met before. If it's a big event, like, ASTE or Vision or Apex, you may go into that. That's like multiple days saying, 
I want to meet this person. You know, you may go into that with specific things. So you can't go into these events and spend all of someone's time. You know, that first night I sat and talked to this one guy for like 45 minutes and I left that event in tears like this was horrible. I suck. I'm never going to do anything great for this, for our shop and terrible. So I started, she she talks about that in detail too, if you want to hear the story in our episode two. But you know, I was just talking to one of our employees about this yesterday, being self-aware of what your weaknesses are, should push you to want to learn, grow, and be better in that area. So I started researching, what does it really mean to network? And what do you do when you go to these events? One of the things was not to monopolize someone's time. So that's probably a big one. You know, you go to these events, and when I describe the next thing to you, some of you might even have the picture of someone in your mind because this happens everywhere. But we were talking earlier about being annoying You know, the person who comes in with their business cards and their brochures and they approach every single person, hey, I'm so-and-so and so-and-so and here's what I do and I'd love to get your business. Here's my business card. And they go to the next person and they go to the next person and they go to the next person. Nothing beneficial comes from that. So you mean you don't sell at networking events? Exactly. Yeah. It is really all about the relationship and getting to know someone. And a, a hard thing for me is... I mean, I've been learning this lesson for years. I'm still not not good at it, but listening more than you talk. So really spending a lot of time asking open-ended questions, getting them to answer, and then also not listening to respond, but listening to really hear what they're saying. And so that's because afterwards, I want you to find a way to like make notes. Hey, I met Kim Walker. She has one son. They live in Louisiana. Brian is um, her husband and they own the shop together, right? So like take some notes about that person so that when you reach out to them later or when you see them at the next event, you can be like, hey, how's your son doing? Okay. So another tip that I would say is really knowing when to engage in a conversation with someone. When you walk into a room and you see people and they're they're facing one another and it's kind of a closed conversation. It's not a good idea to just impose yourself and get into the middle of that conversation. Usually, so when you're talking about that, you're talking about like they're standing shoulders square to each other just face to face. Yes. And- yep, exactly. And so like the way we're sitting right now, there's an open space. People can come in this way. They could come in this way. So if you're having an open conversation and you're okay with people joining you, then you want to leave an opening. And so if you're the one that's looking for someone to talk to, it's going to feel awkward if you try to force yourself in. But you should be able to scan a room and see that's a possible conversation that I can engage in. And then we talked about not being there to sell. And we talked about business cards. One thing is, and this might be a little irrelevant in 2022 because so many people are moving more digital and either they never had a business card or they've moved to a digital one, but is respecting people's cards. I've been places before where I've seen someone receive a card and they immediately pulled out a pen and they were writing all over it. And lots of people are turned off by that. But at the same time, some people think, oh, that's nice. They're taking notes. Really pay attention to their card, too, because a lot of times the card will tell you. Sometimes there's a place for notes or appointment or whatever it might be. So just be considerate of when someone gives you that. 
So the next thing I'm going to ask you about, the first time I heard you talk about this, I was like, what? What in the world? I don't even know what this is. It's about a networking buddy. Like sure. the first time that you ever told me about that. It was, But then when you explained it to me, it was like, okay, I get it. So talk about that. Talk a little bit about your networking buddy. So your networking buddy is not necessarily your partner that goes with you that you're married to necessarily because... I can't really rely on you sometimes in this situation. <laughs> I would not be a good networking buddy. Um, so a networking buddy is, it is a networking friend. It's someone else that understands what networking is all about, what you're there to do. But it's also someone that you can kind of have some secret signals that let you know, you got to come get me out of this conversation. And that's helpful when someone is monopolizing your time or it's just not a good conversation. You need you need someone else in there. But I also love networking buddies because typically my networking buddies are also well-connected. And so we're there to kind of tag team. And I think of my friend, Stacy. She is so great and we love going to events together. She knows far more people than I do. I guess it depends on the event that we go to, but she's so good about, hey, I want you to meet this person and bringing me over and introducing me. And of course I do the same thing when it, when it applies to her. So networking buddies, not only do they introduce you to events that would be good to attend together, but they're there to kind of be your partner throughout the event and then also help get you connected to people. You know, at this point, we're into the event. It's been a good event. You've met some great people. What about after the event? What do you do after the event? Yeah, this is my favorite part. This is where the gold is. So after the event, very quickly, like within 24 hours, the people that made an impact on me. So I'll pick three or four in today's world, I will connect with them on LinkedIn, send them a message. I might send them a Facebook friend request or send them a message through there, a quick text, something just short and simple to show them that I, I want to connect after the event and stay connected. And then a simple message, it was great to meet you last night and leave them with one little tidbit that lets them know you listened to them. And then see how that first interaction goes after the event. And if it's going well, then I would say from there, maybe schedule a coffee, a virtual coffee, a, you know, schedule a time to get together just to continue the conversation. Because we talk all the time about doing business with people that know, like, and trust you. There's only one way to make that happen, and that is to build and nurture that relationship. There's a lot of things that Kim is great at. And when it comes to networking, I truly feel like it is, you know, one of her natural giftings and she's just got so much knowledge when it comes to it. So if there are any questions that we haven't answered, certainly reach out to us about it and also look for us at some of the upcoming events. We've got uh, AST that's coming up. Yep, that's the first one. In uh, January, we're going to be going to the summit with the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. You jumped way ahead. Oh, we got Bimmers. <laughs> yes, JR, so JR will be at Bimmers. will be at Bimmers. And then we have Apex in yep. Vegas. Yeah, um, so there's a lot of events that yeah. we'll be at, and we would love to network with you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Tell people how they can get in touch with us, Kim. Really anywhere. I mean, it's funny. We just got a request this week for a demo on our website, and they said, you're everywhere on the internet. 
Honestly, wherever you want to find us, you can go, whether that's Facebook, Instagram. We have a private Facebook group, I think approaching 450, maybe getting close to 500 people, where we're just talking marketing for auto repair shops. And then, of course, obviously, you can always find us at our website, shopmarketingpros.com. And if you have questions or topics for the show that you would like for us to address, you can email us at podcast at shopmarketingpros.com. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast on Aftermarket Radio Network. There are some other great shows on the network, and you can find them at aftermarketradionetwork.com or on your favorite podcast listening apps like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or many others. Tune in for another great episode next week. And until then, go fill those bays. You've been listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast with Kim and Brian Walker. Follow the podcast on your favorite listening app. Find their emails in the show notes and visit them at shopmarketingpros.com. Let Kim and Brian know what you want discussed because they're all about advancing the aftermarket.